this is what you said. I am walking in your victory. I'm walking in your victory. That's, that's something that every believer needs to internalize. We're walking not in our victory. It's not my victory. It's his victory that he gifts me with. You know, the, the most marvelous thing that I know of in this whole world, the mo most uh, marvelous person is Jesus Christ. And the most marvelous thing is the gift of salvation that he gives to us. And he says, I am walking in your victory. Internalize that. And that is meditate on that. Repeat it to yourself. Repeat it to yourself, okay? He says, you know my name. Now, now that's marvelous. The, the, the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, knows who you are, knows your name. He, he, knew, you, he knew you from birth. But actually, he said to Jeremiah, I, when you were, before you were in the womb, I knew you. And so God has known us forever. We didn't know God forever, but he knew us because he lives in the eternal now. And he said, you know my name. And then you hold my hand. When I, I heard those words, I was reminded of myself as a boy. I always held my dad's hand when I was a little kid. I would always just reach up for his hand uh, because I needed to feel secure. And that's who Jesus is to us. As an adult, I have needed to feel secure as well. And I remember drilling a, a very demonic oil well once. And, and uh, this thing was so tough. And the owner of the, uh, that we were working for, drilling the well for, kept interfering and making our job more difficult. And uh, they, we called it, it was one of those wells you call the well from hell. It was just a terrible demonic experience. And I remember calling my brother Elliot, who was younger than me, much younger than me, and I had gotten out of the business for quite a while. And I called Elliot and I said, Elliot, this crazy situation is such and such, and I did such and such. Was that right? Is that right? He said, yeah, you're right. I said, wow. I thought I was right, but I needed somebody to hold my hand. I needed somebody, and we all need somebody. Jesus Christ offers his hand to us, the, every Christian worker. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse, verses 1 through 26 is what I wrote here. <laughs> can you believe that? You want to know what an optimism is? A, a preacher who thinks he can get through with 26 verses in, in a few minutes. That's an optimist. Chapter, uh, chapter 2, uh, verse 1 says, You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So Paul talks to his spiritual son, Timothy, and he says, he, he, he doesn't request him, but he speaks it in an emphatic way. He emphasizes, you, therefore, my son. Because of the things you will suffer, that you will endure, I don't want you to cave in. You, therefore, my son, be strong. Where are you going to be strong? In the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The grace, the graciousness of, of Christ Jesus. Because somebody is going to say something or do something that you want to be uh, 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 ingracious toward them. It's going to happen. There are a lot of times you, you, you just say, Lord, help me. Now, if you're the kind of person who says, well, I'm just going to say what I want to say, you're wrong. And you are not really to be in this category with 
Timothy. He says, be strong in the divine influence that is placed upon your heart by God. Be strong in the reflection of that godly influence in your life. Be strong there. Be strong in, in the showing that you have been made acceptable to God. Be strong, Timothy, in the favor that God has poured out uh, generously uh, in your life. Be strong in joy and in liberality. So you and I can, not in and of ourselves, but through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus Christ is the most important person in your life, the most important person in the universe. Jesus Christ is. And oftentimes we take him for granted. We take him for granted. Paul says, Timothy, I am commanding you to be strong. I've taught you that, that when... God speaks to a person. He doesn't, as it, as it were, just speaks to them. He speaks into you. So when God speaks, his, his desire, his motive is to speak into you. Now, a lot of times you can hear a sound, as it were, bouncing off things if you're in the right scenario. But sometimes I believe that, that God's voice bounces off of us. Because we are refusing it. But God's desire, his, his desire is to speak into you. So what he is doing here, Paul is doing here, he is emulating God. He is copying God. He is being as God would be. He is speaking into Timothy strength and grace. Timothy's strength was not his own. So often you and I think that uh, we have to be so strong and we are strong. And some of us are strong in our wrong. But but <laughs> because, <laughs> because if you are not in the Lord, you need to be weak in yourself. But you're only strong in the grace that is found in Christ Jesus. Amen. Timothy's strength was not his own. It was a divine gift called grace, a divine gift. The, the, the word is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. Even it's a gift for you. It's a spiritual gift that God gives to you. And it is available to every believer. But there are believers who live, as it were, while they're trying to walk with Jesus, in one sense, they're living a secular life, a worldly life. And God doesn't want that for us. Strength is found in Christ. It is found only in Christ. The kind of strength that the Bible speaks of is only in Christ. It is not in self-effort. It is not in self-effort. Now, we've all had self-effort until we realized that self couldn't get the job done. And if you have not realized that, it's before you. You will realize it if you belong to him. Paul tells us in Philippians, rather, chapter 4, verse 13, he says, I can do all things. You know, yes. You know, one of my favorite expressions in Spanish is, si se puede. Si se puede. You know what si se puede means anybody who speaks Spanish? I see some Spanish people going, looking at me like a people of Spanish derivation. You're going, yeah, don't look at me. It means, yes, we can. It means it's possible. It means you can do it. But Paul says, I can do all things through Christ. I can't do all things through my humanity. I can do all things through Christ. Look, I, I, I love being a human in one regard. But when I look at how we are without Christ, we are a mess. 
without Christ. Even the best one of us is a mess without Christ. You may say, well, oh, I've been good all my life. In your eyes. Every one of us is a sinner because the Bible, either God is right or, or, or you're right or God is right or you're wrong because the Bible says that all have sinned. All have sinned. And it's not done. And come short or fall short of the glory of God. And what that means, we've all sinned past tense and we still mess up. And you ought not be messing up like you used to. And so Paul goes on to say to, to this man, this beautiful man, Timothy, a young man who is timid. He is, uh, he is greatly endowed. He pastors, uh, the, I, I would say, the largest church in the brotherhood. And uh, he's dealing with all, all kinds of issues and situations. He's got people much older than he is. They have been in the faith longer than he is, and he's got to pastor them. He's got, he's got men doing one thing and women doing another, and he's got all kinds of conflicts. Even it has to deal with, with uh, conflicts within the church between those Jewish believers maybe and, and the uh, Gentile believers and coming from different places. And so Paul commands him to be strong. You and I are living in a time where there's crazy, this is where it's crazy. I've been living a long time. My granddaughters don't want me to tell how old I am. You know, I remember one time I said, you know, gee, uh, I said, um, I have, um, I've lived more than half a century. She said, don't tell anybody that, you know. <laughs> you know, but the alternative to living a long time, I don't want. But I've lived a long time. I've never seen the world in this condition. Now, I've, I've never, and I've been pretty studious and observant, but I've never seen the world in this condition. And so I believe this message to the Christian worker is to, is to say to the Christian worker, keep working. As Brother Junius would say, keep doing what you're doing. Now, if you're doing badly, don't keep doing that. But if you're doing the work of the Lord, keep doing what you're doing. All right? Don't give up because the world seems to be in a tailspin and a downward spiral. Don't give up. Now, if your hope is not in Jesus, you will give up. But if your hope, that is your expectation of God, comes through Jesus, never give up. The Christian work, I say to all of you, don't give up. Don't give up. Paul says here... And, and verse 2, I'm in verse 2. Remember I had 26. Verse 2 says, and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now notice what Paul says. So astoundingly powerful. He says, and the things you heard from me. In other words, Paul is saying, I am trustable. I like that word. It's, it's kind of archaic now, you know, uh, sort of outdated, out of style, but trustable. I know we say trustworthy, trustworthy, worthy of trust, I know, but I am saying I am now able to be trusted, right? So I am trustable. Paul is saying I am trustable. Every pastor must be trustable. Every speaker of the word of God must be trustable because we are giving this word to Christian workers. So Paul is, is inculcating. I like that word too. You know, to embed. My dad used to inculcate his words into us, but, but he didn't know he was inculcating. He just knew, he said, do I have to drum it into you, son? 
you know? So if I, if I have to drum it, I'm going to, no, I'm not going to do the daddy drumming. Daddy drummed it a different way. But, but I, want to, I want to inculcate this truth. I want to embed this truth so that it will not come out. I don't know if my cousins are watching today, but I've talked about their dad, who was my, my uncle, my mom's brother. He was, he was many, many things, agriculture teacher, carpenter. He was everything. And uh, he was a preacher, pastor, superintendent, many churches. But uh, uncle would was a carpenter too, and he would he would be built his own house, and we would help him do things because he promised us things, and uh, won't get into the, whether we received them or not. <laughs> uh, but he would drive the nails in. I remember one day he was driving a nail in his sheetrock. Anybody knows? Was, everybody knows what sheetrock is. Some of you don't know what sheetrock is. You're too city if you don't know what sheetrock. But anyway, he would drive in, and one day I said to Uncle, and I called his name. I said, Uncle, I said. Uh, why are you driving that nail in there like that? He said, so it won't come out. He said, I can fix that indention that I made with this hammer. But he said, but I can fix it with plaster. He said, but I, I have a bigger problem if my nail backs out. And so what we want the gospel to do is be like the nail that never backs out. Yeah. Amen. 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 And so what, this is why we want to, to drive it, the point home. And Paul is doing this. He says, he says and the things you heard from me, not, not just privately, among many witnesses. And so that's why church as this is so important. Church like this is so important. We, this is a one-room schoolhouse, as I call it. A one-room schoolhouse, which means that, that you and I are from pre-kinder to Ph.D., that's what it is. And so the word of God has to reach the pre-kinder and has to reach the PhD. And, and that's what it, this is all about. So that what God is giving you will remain in you and that you will be a true Christian worker. So he says, and what will result from that is that you will be able, now firstly, you must You've heard it among many witnesses. It's not just a private conversation between you and me. I have said it publicly for the good of all. And then he says, now take this and commit these to faithful men. And I, now in that day, it was, he may have meant generically the word men, or it was because it was a male-dominated society. And uh, we, there are men who are still trying to keep this a male-dominated society, but God's not with you. It's not a political statement. Don't think that. God is not with you because he says in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. What part of all don't you understand? All flesh. Sons and daughters. All right? Sons and daughters. I, I, I'm telling you. And we're, if we're going to do the work of God in this day, we're going to need sons and daughters. we got men and women. They're all doing the work of God. They're going to get equal pay at the end of the day. All right? All right. We're going we're gonna to do that. Let's settle that once for all. All right, so, it, you know, uh, I almost went off on something. So, so, so you've heard these things from many witnesses. And then he says, and the charge that Paul gives to Timothy, I give to you. He says, commit these to faithful men, I'm saying, and women, who will be able to teach others also. So they will receive enablement from gospel preaching, from the biblical truth. They will receive enablement. God will make them able, cause them to be able to do what you're doing. And we need it in the world. We don't just need it here at, in the church building. We need it all in our, on our jobs. I always 
witnessed on my job. I thought I was doing it under the radar until one of my bosses came, uh, well, in a, in a public meeting. Uh, when we had all the big bosses from Houston in those days in the old business. We, uh, they came down, and one of them said, well, y'all need to do what Don does. You need to grab hold of these contractors and, 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 and uh, pray for them. I thought, oh, no, I'm fired. I'm fired. The word had leaked out that I grabbed people when they were unruly. I didn't, I wasn't like I was maliciously grabbing them, but I would tell them, warn them, and say, look, if you, if you tell, I don't want to hear dirty jokes. My head's just too small to get good stuff and bad stuff in it. I will not do it because you are under pressure to laugh at the jokes in, out there in the world. You know you are. Don't look at me like you're looking at a calf looks at a new gate. Yeah, you are under pressure to laugh. And so I, I didn't want to. I said, don't do it. And so whenever they would do that, I would get hold of them. I said, okay, I'm, I'm demanding equal time. I'm demanding equal time. You want to do that? I demand equal time. And I would take equal time. And it had gotten back to the corporate office. I didn't know that. What have you done for Christ that got back to the corporate office? This is what I say to you. Put an enablement in your co-workers. Cause them to know Christ in a deeper way. Let me, let me rush a little bit, if you don't mind. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14, this is, these are supportive scriptures. If you take, get my notes, some people don't understand my notes, so I stop sending them. But, you know, because it, it's, it's just, it said, oh, you just put scripture. Well, is there anything else we should be preaching? But what I do is I italicize the scriptures that are explaining the scripture that I just talked about. And so I know what I want to say about it. So in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14, it is supportive scriptures to what I've said, what Paul rather says in 2 Timothy chapter 2. Paul says this to the Christian worker, and this is for you and me. Let us resolve to not be lazy. When I grew up in East Texas, they always taught us, don't be lazy. Dad would always say, Mom would say, be industrious. Dad, that was one of Dad's favorite words. You be the industrious, son. Remember what one man can do, another can also. He said, be industrious, be industrious. We can do a lot more than we're doing. We should have warehouses. We should do this. And my dad was dreaming even in an era where it wasn't, didn't seem possible. Amen. That's crazy. Amen. Why? How can you do that? Through Christ. Through Christ. And we must value him. So Paul, Paul says to the Corinthians, watch. Stand fast in the faith. So his admonition is, be observant. But don't let that stuff inform you. Let the Holy Spirit, let the voice of Jesus Christ and the Spirit of Jesus Christ inform you as to how you interpret the things there. Don't let just the people who are worldly smart interpret for you. Don't just let them. Sure, listen. Be a good listener. But you must take your orders from the Holy Spirit. He commands us to watch, be observant. Know what's going on around you. Stand fast in the faith. What he means is be stationary. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. Persevere. Be brave. And, and, and when he says be a brave, this is what he's saying to these men. Be a man. Don't be a wimp. Don't get your feelings hurt at every turn. You know what I'm saying? Don't give up and quit. 
Why are you going to leave a situation at home, leave your children in a situation at home that you said you couldn't endure? What, what kind of man is that? What kind of man is that? If, if it's too bad for me, I'm going to have to stay there because I've got some children there. And if I can endure to keep, until the children are grown, I can endure till I get grown. Then he says, then, so this is, is admonition for, for those of us who are in the faith. He says, now, again, he says, he says to the Corinthians, as he said to Timothy, be strong. And this is what we say to the church. But now you and I live in a po- politically volatile atmosphere. I talk about it a lot. You may say, he talks about it too much. No, I don't because it hasn't stopped. It hasn't stopped. And we got church folks who want to jump on political sides. You know I, I'm against that. So when you do it, you, you, you're, 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 you're not following me. You're not following Jesus. Because Jesus didn't do it. Jesus didn't take sides. He was, I'm for the Pharisees. Or I'm for the Sadducees. No, I'm for the Herodians. He was not for any of that. He was for God. And that's why we stand here. For God. Are you with me? Are you with me? And so... So we have to be careful in such a charged atmosphere that in our desire to be right, that we're not wrong. In our desire to have a right position, we don't now attack people who think differently than we think. Some of them are wrong. But this is what Paul says. I am not to banish anybody to hell. This, this present dictator Vladimir Putin, he's on my radar. I pray. I'm not going to apologize. I pray. This Ukrainian thing has really bothered me. You say, well, Pastor Don, there are a lot of places in the world that have issues. I say, I know that. And I'm concerned about every one of them. This one has some kind of a special significance because I see a possibility of Ezekiel chapter 38 and chapter 39 coming to fruition. And so it has a special look for me. And then when I see people just destroyed and bombed, and uh, I can't not eat my enchiladas with joy. Yeah. I said enchiladas because I got a, an affinity with them. Are you still with me? And so I look at this man, and, and, and I cannot say, Oh, save him, Jesus, save him. No, I'm saying, you know, it's like the... the, the, the uh, commercial for moms against drunk drivers. You know what, the, what that, they say about that? They say about something to the effect that if he's sick, let's help him. But first, let's get him off the road. And, and that is my view as a pastor. That is my view as a Bible, biblical teacher that, yeah, I, he, yeah, I want him saved, but let's first stop him. And so my prayer first is to stop the madness, whether it's in Russia or whether it's in Corpus Christi, Washington, or Austin, Texas. Let's stop the madness. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say something for the Lord. And so so those of us who know what to do, we're supposed to do it. But this is Paul's last admonition. He says in, in 1 Corinthians 16, verse 14, let all that you do, And I say this to every Christian worker, every born-again person here. Let all that you do be done with love. Let it be done with love. Yes, I don't like Vladimir Putin. I don't like men who lead us 
and they lie, they cheat, they steal, and they stir up trouble for all of us who are down here on this level. They do. I don't like them. I'm not going to pretend to like them. I don't find solutions in anything that they do. Everything that they do at best is temporary. And as a Christian worker, I must know that. I must know that the only things that will last are those that are done in and for Christ. That's what I know. I, want to, I need to end. I got two of my 26 verses. I want to bless you. Lord, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. They too will be strong in the Lord. Paul told Timothy to be strong in his grace. There's a divine influence upon the hearts of everybody here. He said, be strong in the grace. And then he tells the Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I want to thank you for the believers who are here. We bless them in Christ's name. Ask you to stand firmly with them and lead them into all truth and help those of us who preach the gospel and those who teach the gospel to love everybody, to do everything we do with love. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll be back in a minute.